0: Three, two, one, zero, zero, and lift
1: off. Tell me when.
2: I just told you when.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
2: kidding. No, I didn't.
1: <laughs> Anyways, uh, how are you today? I'm, I'm okay. How are you? Just okay. I don't like that. Um, No, it's fine. I just have a lot on my plate right now. (laughs) I'm just over it. (laughs) That just means it's
2: time to start eating.
1: Yes. Well, (laughs) I don't have anything else to eat because I graze like cattle.
2: Oh, my house. It's pretty.
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. How are you? I'm all right. (laughs) Same thing.
2: (laughs) I'm just busy, Um, but I'm excited to be here.
1: I'm excited. Back at Gay
2: Space. Gay Space. Uh, If you don't know by this point, I'm Mike.
1: I'm Tracy. Fuck every week. We that's
2: perfect. Okay, we're just gonna make it our thing at this point. Yep. Um, And this week's (laughs) very special guest is singer songwriter Matt Lovell.
0: Welcome,
1: welcome. How are you today? I'm good. Awesome you oh, guys.
0: Good. I was listening in on that. I was kind of eavesdropping since this is Zoom and everyone's listening on Zoom. And uh, so I heard it all. I heard you're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're
1: just doing all right today. <laughs> uh, I was
2: Go ahead. I David. was gonna
1: say it's day three hundred and seven of quarantine mm-hmm. and um, I'm ready to go back to work. Never thought I would say that in my life.
0: I know. It's crazy the things you miss. I've been telling my brothers, like, as soon as we get out of here, we're all going to the Cheesecake Factory. Um, (laughs) I didn't realize that was sort of a part of our routine as brothers, but now I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what we do. We go to the Cheesecake Factory and we walk around the mall on Fridays. So it's the little things that you miss in a pandemic.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. What else have you been doing while you're in the pandemic?
0: Well, um, I have kind of had a lot going on. If you walked in my apartment right now, which you better not.
2: (laughs) We're coming in. Don't tell us what to do.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, I have been painting. I started this, like, I used to do these little um, pieces made out of wood blocks, like super geometrical, kind of tedious. And I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself, a visual artist I'm more of a hobbyist with with that kind of thing but I've always wanted to make more more art specifically I used to make these little tiny wooden pieces and I, I made these huge platforms that are like four four feet tall
3: mm-hmm. like
0: three years ago and never got it life's busy right so I'm finally <laughs> I've been like in here painting literally hundreds maybe over a thousand tiny wood blocks and I'm putting them in i'm ready for it to be over but I'm, I'm kind of also getting to the point where i'm kind of settling into it and enjoying it so i've been doing that um i've had a few songs trickling out releasing month by month so that's been fun just keeps me occupied i've made way too much soup i'm tired of soup <laughs> um, take like two salt baths a day that's probably too many uh, I'm, i live alone so you gotta you gotta keep it moving then uh, plant some seeds, some poppy seeds, so pretty soon my balcony will look like the Wizard of Oz.
1: Are you trying to Are you trying to fail a drug test with those poppy seeds? Well, girl, I mean, you just never know what's going to happen in this, new,
0: uh, in this new world that we're you know
2: about to walk into. So. Yeah. I love it. It's so funny. Have you been doing any, like, FaceTime with people as much as possible? Yeah. Or FaceTime, Zoom, whatever?
0: Yeah, I am weird in that I love talking on the phone, um, especially if I'm close with someone like my brother and I can talk for like two hours and it doesn't feel like anything.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so I like that. I used to not like FaceTime and and, and like I didn't even know what Zoom was. I don't even think any of us did. Um, no. But uh, now I love it because it is nice to see people. But sometimes mm-hmm. before um, a Zoom or a FaceTime, I'm like, like rushing in the bathroom because people haven't seen me in days. <laughs> oh, I should grab the tweezers and get a little Clooney-ish up there, you know? Oh <laughs> that's hilarious. What about you guys? How have you been filling your days?
1: Vacuuming. Um, vacuuming. Okay. And vacuuming. And drag. And
0: drag.
1: And um, that's it.
0: I'm actually thinking, Tracy, I wish I
1: had like a couple of your wigs. <laughs> I'll uh, sanitize them and send them over.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll let them sit outside my door for
1: 48 hours. 48 hours um, in direct sunlight.
0: Totally.
1: Uh, so, yeah. But that might kill the virus. It's not going to kill the lice. So, just want you to be aware. <laughs> Why are you so nasty?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Um, I still work full time, so I'm working from home and then just playing a lot of video games. I just got Animal Crossing today and I don't know if either of you play on the... I know Tracy doesn't. I don't know if you play any video games, Matt, but it's kind of a big deal. Is
0: it a, yeah. fun, is it a fun game?
2: Um, It's alright. <laughs> it's like Farmville. It's basically you go around, you give your crops, you pick them up and you sell them, and you try to make money and My sister plays it. A bunch of my friends play it. So now, like, you can fly to each other's islands, and it's like a little way of visiting. Mm -hmm.
0: That sounds fun. I am not a gamer. However, about two years ago, I got into this game on my phone called Stardew Valley. Have you heard of it?
2: No. It's Starview.
0: Stardew, like, uh, like Mountain Dew. Like, (laughs) I was going to say like the dew (laughs) falls in the morning, but Mountain Dew, yes. <laughs> um, We're
1: not that fancy here, Matt.
0: We like Mountain Dew. It's actually really fun. It's it's sort of a farming game with a little magic. Uh, I wouldn't say like super y but it feels very like like when I was a kid, I played Zelda on like the OG Nintendo,
3: mm-hmm. and it
0: has those kind of vibes to it. Like you build your farm, you like meet the townspeople, you make them products like cheese.
2: Um, okay, well then you would love Animal Crossing because it's very that.
0: <laughs> you have to get a Switch, though. Some a man in Stardew Valley. No. <laughs>
2: um. So, are you getting to kind of your background? Are you from Nashville, or are you where are you from?
0: I say that I'm from here, but it's a lot No. <laughs> 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 I, my parents met here in the eighties. In the 1980s, not the 1880s, just in case you need, you need to clarify. Thank you uh, for clarifying. <laughs> um, and we moved around a lot when I was a little kid. I wasn't born here. I was born in Ohio. But um, I have intermittently, like, throughout my life lived here a lot. So I call it home. I love it here. Where are you guys from? Here. I thought you were here from
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm from here. <laughs> I've lived here since 2007. But I'm originally from Chicago. Oh, cool!
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're like you're a local. That yeah. At this point, yeah. I
1: think it's like ten years
2: you become a local.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So this is my home. I'm never leaving. So. That's
1: good. That's good. We have this thing to do, Mike.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, now we've realized we can do it remotely. So.
1: This is very true.
2: We've we can made do it work.
0: Anything we want.
2: Um. Did you, when you were younger, did you always want to be in music?
0: I did, actually. Um, I wanted to make a record. I think I was like 10 years old when I first realized that I wanted to make a record. Um, I grew up around music. My dad is a classical guitar player, and my mom is classical piano, and she grew up singing with her family like they were in like gospel music. Um, and sorry, I kind of giggle, but people find gospel really tacky and funny. Um, but it actually, had there's a lot of really beautiful... Gospel music. When I was a kid, I did not like it because it was a very. I mean, I grew up in a time when gospel was really like shiny and glitzy and lots of uh shoulder pads, which now I've kind of lo- learned to love, like the camp of all that. But when I was a kid, I just thought it was tacky. But my like, as I like entered my twenties, I started discovering like Aretha Franklin's gospel recordings and some of the like. Earlier stuff that, like my papa played, when like in the 1950s, and it was kind of a really soulful, elegant era of gospel. So I, I grew to like respect those roots. But when I was a kid, I listened to, I mean, everything from Bonnie Raitt to Lauryn Hill, and then a lot of a lot of gospel. um And around ten or eleven, I was like, I want to make a record, and that was around the same time that I picked up a guitar for the first time. So. Here we are all the low these lo, the years. Like, <laughs> yeah. record, you know?
2: Amazing. So, is guitar your main instrument? Do you play other instruments?
0: I tinker with the piano, but I okay. guitar is like really the only thing I will pay, play in public. I'm always trying to like learn some of my songs on piano, but I mean, I was in lessons as a kid for a bit and just didn't. It did, something didn't click. Yeah, um, for me. You guys play any instruments?
2: I play saxophone, and I have a, a, a guitar, but I've never learned how to play it. Um, um,
1: I played the trumpet for a very long time.
0: Did
1: you? uh And uh, now I'm just, like, picking at a guitar. Like, I've learned a couple things, but in no way would I say that I have any ability to play it right now. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Trying to just add another thing to my list of things to disappoint my parents with.
0: I I would love to see a Tracy out performance where you bust out a guitar. (laughs) Like like you revolutionize like the format of drag. Wouldn't that be great?
1: Oh yeah. No, I would, I'm not going to stand up there and be like, and I not know how to do it.
0: It reminds Um, me of that. Like, that photo that's been meme quite a bit. It's actually a great photo of Dolly Parton playing the saxophone. You know what I'm talking oh my about? God, yes. <laughs> it's so great. I love that photo. It just brings me like so much joy when I see it. It's So random. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so random.
1: Um, so who would you say like are your main influences right now with
0: for your music? Um, right now, or
1: or, or just in general? I know you say Dolly Parton, and we both. Kind of love Dolly Parton. Parton
0: you and me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah um, oh, God. So many. Um, around the time that I was making this record, which I recorded in 2016, I was heavily into Father John Misty. I don't know if mm-hmm. y'all heard of him, but he's fantastic.
1: I have. He was on SNL. That's how I found him.
0: Yeah. He's so great. Um, so like, surreal, and his lyrics are so witty, and Um, A lot of them are very, like, they read, like, a diatribe. Like, he's, uh, you know, he's a lot of satire. But musically, it's very playful and kind of mystical feeling, but also very rootsy. He was in a band called uh, Fleet Foxes that uh, was really uh, popular. Hmm. Still is. But um, I love him. Um, I've always loved, like, in my 20s, I found... Ray LaMontagne and loved him. He was very uh, influential for me around the time when I started writing and and singing more um, Mm -hmm. and kind of finding how I wanted to sing. Um, And who else? I mean, Bonnie Ray was probably my first influence as a kid. I mean, there was something
1: I can't remember. She she gave you something to talk about?
0: She sure did Oh my god I didn't know Doll Street But yeah um, I mean I'm all over the place I feel like Nowadays everyone is With their music Because music is so accessible
1: I I like that it's easier To find a little bit Of everything Because spending $12 On a CD You know Mm -hmm. Originally Like that kind of Was not fun And $12 was cheap If you found them For that much I remember that store In the mall That was like $18 $18 for one CD and God forbid you find one that just had one song that you
2: liked.
0: I and mean how did that happen too? And remember like how many CDs would have in our cars? I you found the books. The books.
2: I
1: found my CD book the other day of my CDs from high school. I mean it's the and it's full. Completely full.
0: So stupid. <laughs> but if you met somebody who had great music, you were like kind of like taken back. Taken aback for a moment because it's like they put so much effort and money into this. You know? Oh yeah, it's a collection. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, everything was alphabetical and by genre.
0: Oh look at you! I know
1: how to do stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was more the guy that had like twenty CDs in his
0: back seat, and when I would him on the brakes, they would like all. Load <laughs> it, like, <sighs> Whoever, whoever was like riding shotgun with me be like oh I didn't have this CD
2: right <laughs> it just flew at me I didn't know I <laughs> had that either <laughs> where do you where do you find inspiration now when you're songwriting uh, <clears throat> excuse
1: me uh, you well uh, get
2: all that out <laughs> thank
0: you I feel so uh, so comfortable um <laughs> Um, I find inspiration, it'll really vary. Um, It'll come from a lot of places. It usually hits me kind of when I least expect. Um, That happened a lot when I was making my record. Um, About halfway through, I went on a huge gospel tear. I really found, um, I kind of reacquainted myself with Aretha's early gospel recordings. I found this artist named Sister Nancy. You should look her up um it's very like it's kind of reggae but actually I think Tracy you would really love her uh knowing your tastes um but yeah I kind of um like I just remember like kind of re-relearning to love some of that gospel-y stuff halfway mm-hmm. through my record and you can kind of hear a point it's actually halfway through the record um it starts with B for You which is a single that just came out it's on um, it's about halfway through the record that one and nobody cries today. You can you can tell when you listen back to them that I was listening to a lot of like old gospel in them.
1: Nobody That's cries something. today. Absolutely, you can hear that.
0: Yeah, what's the name of your album? Church. It sure is. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes like I'll just be watching a documentary or I'll I don't know. I, I guess I never know where it's going to come from. I wish I did because mm-hmm. I try to get inspired more often. <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's the point absolutely
2: what's the name of your album <clears throat>
0: it is called nobody cries today oh, okay um, which is the title track um it's a song i wrote with my friends tim jackson and will thompson we wrote it in 2016 i had already recorded six songs for the album and Tim, who is sort of like a second dad to me um is uh guy that i write with a lot he's a wonderful wonderful man and um we were writing it was actually the day that prince died oh, wow. there was a lot it was 2016 i mean we all remember that was the year of pulse the pulse shooting there were a lot of deaths of like really beloved people that year mm-hmm. um there was of course the election that really divided our country i don't think it's been the same
2: since.
0: Um, like, no matter where you stand, it was just so polarizing intense that year.
2: Um, so do you... I used to work in publishing here in Nashville. Do you write with, like, the same group of people, or how do you get hooked up with different songwriters in town?
0: Yeah, so I wrote a, alone for many years until about 2012. And then um, that's when I met Tim. And Tim, um, he, uh, he's been around the music scene for a long time. He moved to Nashville back when he was like 18 and he's in his, I think he's in his 60s now. Yeah, he's in his 60s. And um, I mean, he's played and written with just so many people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably been on a lot of songs that you've probably heard. But um, he's just a really, uh, he's really such an old soul and we really connected. We met, I was doing a songwriter's round here in Nashville I don't know if you remember, there's a there's a hotel on West End right now called Aloft Loft or A Loft. It mm-hmm. used to be a hotel on the go. Yeah. And there used to be a really cool scene of songwriters' rounds there. They had a great um, they had
2: great Raiders nights.
0: Oh my god, it was the best. Um, mm-hmm. I wish there would be a documentary on it because there are so many like songwriters and artists who have gone on to do really cool things. Um who used to play there like every week. And I used to play there every Thursday, sometimes more often than that. And that's where I met Tim. He and his brother were opening a venue down in Florida. So they had me down, long story short, had me down to perform. And then Tim and I just kind of formed a friendship and started writing together. So I lived with him for a while. We wrote about 50 songs together. And then that was when I discovered, I was like, I'd love to co-write. But I don't, I'm not a Nashville writer who does like the shift thing where I'll do like three songs a day with different writers. I admire people who do that. Um, and I, pardon me, one I don't know, I might have the the wiring for that, but I've just never tried it out. Um, I kind of like, what I tend to do is I find someone like Tim or my friend Charlie Lowell who wrote uh, Be Free With Us. Mm-hmm. Like I'll find somebody that I really connect with and write several with them, if that makes sense. But I really do enjoy it. Um, yeah. It's amazing like when you finish a song in general, it feels like you pulled something out of thin air, but when you're also with other people, when that happens, it's, it's, it takes on a whole different kind of magic. So,
2: and do you mostly cool. write for yourself or do you, have you ever written for other artists?
0: I've written for a couple of other artists, um, but mostly for myself. Cool.
1: Um, our song, Together, comes out very soon. It's <laughs> uh, It's called... Matt wrote this song for Tracy.
0: you trying to be very literal. I really... I love that. Sometimes you need a very direct idea. I don't want to make people guess. people
1: No. Right. No, I don't like any entendres I don't like any kind of Illusions, I don't like anything like that what is this Straight and to the point <laughs> This is me singing a song That's all I want Those are the lyrics, <laughs> just over uh, and over again We're going to get in trouble for exposing Those so soon, but yes, oh. that's exactly yeah, what
0: is <laughs> I'm going to have to tell my like The whole big team that works around me About that I song know. I they're know. And they're going to be like, what? <laughs> Do <you> love <laughs> it? <laughs> Why did you tell us?
1: <laughs> that's exactly what would happen.
2: Speaking of a team, do you, are you with a label or uh, like a publisher or anything like that? Or are you independent? I'm
0: independent. Okay, cool. Um, I have um, PR that's working in the record and a project manager and distribution. Um, so it's kind of a team that I've built uh, with the help of my project manager and I don't know what my next step will be um, as you probably know. And as we will probably talk about, cause I, it always ends up when we talk about this, but I, you know, I got shot in the chest three years ago, um, it was actually right after I recorded the record. And oh um, at that point, I was kind of in the beginning phases of figuring out what my game plan and trajectory would be for releasing that record. Mm-hmm. Obviously I had to table the record for a while. Um, my physical recovery was pretty quick, um, within months. But there was a lot of trauma to get over. It took about a year and a half. So, oh um, so here we are. Uh, I've been back at work with getting the record ready to release for about a year now. So mm-hmm. it's uh it's funny when you take time away from something. It takes so much time just to get it ready again. You know what I mean? Like uh, you don't just pick up where you left off. You kind of got to like everything. But it's been right nice.
1: Kind of have to change everything, right? I mean, yeah, just the way I'm sure just the way you carry yourself now is <laughs> completely different than before.
0: Yeah, I feel very different, and that's one thing that I've noticed. I think a lot of us are noticing things we didn't know we would notice during this time of like pause and time of aloneness. Mm-hmm. I've really noticed, in, like wow, I feel very different than I used to. Um, And it's bittersweet. I mean, I don't know. Life's funny, isn't
1: it? (laughs) It really is. I feel like it always puts you where you're supposed to be, whether you want to be there or not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I'm thankful. I mean, yeah, that's good.
2: It's wild.
1: So, I mean, <laughs> it's so wild to even think yeah. about what, um, if you want to, we can talk about it. If not, we don't have to, yeah, what, totally what, like what transpired that day? Like, how did that even happen?
0: Yeah. So I was, um, it was inauguration day,
3: mm-hmm.
0: January 20th, 2017. And I had booked a write um, with my friend, Lee uh, me Nash, um, but she's actually on the record, so we she she sang on my record, and then we were we were kind of just writing a little bit here and there after that. And we there was just a lot going on in the air that day. It was a very tense day, mm-hmm. um, and so we did not finish our song. We ended up kind of going to a couple of thrift stores and um, getting. I think we got pho for lunch. It was almost my last supper. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christ! It was delicious. Um, and, uh, anyway, um, we ended up in five points on the east side of Nashville at red door and I left at about 7 PM and it was an unseasonably warm day. So there were kind of like people out on the, on the the deck there. It was kind of a nice day. Anyway, I'm sitting in my car. I'm kind of sending a couple texts before I was going to leave. And I hear a tap on my window. And there was a really like young looking guy in a hoodie. I didn't see his face, but he was just kind of like, he wasn't very tall. I was like, this is either, yeah, anyway. Um, so there's a gun in my face, um, which by the way had happened to me before. I had been held up on that gunpoint uh, several years before near Church Street, actually. Um, oh my God. So um, I didn't get shot, but it was very traumatic. So, when I first saw the gun, I remember my first thought was, "Are you kidding me? Not again, except it wasn't that calm. It was like very, very scary. yeah um, got out of the car, um I attempted to grab the gun from him, which was crazy um and but I mean you just don't know what you're gonna do in those moments. The first time it happened to me years before, I just screamed and begged for for mercy. you know mm-hmm. this time, I think I was more like oh i'm gonna I'm gonna take control i'm gonna save myself." Um, but when I tried to grab the gun, he kind of, like, jumped back a little and then shot me. He was about mm, five or six feet away from me, so... Oh, my God! Was, um, the bullet went into the right side of my chest, ricocheted into my abdomen. So mm-hmm. I uh, was able to... I don't I have no idea how, but I ran back to Red Door because I was hoping my friends would be there, and um, they had just left right behind me, so I kind of just... Um, it was so weird. I just turned to the crowd that was on the deck that night and I was like, I need your help, I've been shot. And it screamed it out. And they didn't believe me. A lot of people actually kind of chuckled. I think they thought I was just some guy acting out at the bar, you know? Oh
3: no.
0: Um, but the doorman that night, who was an angel, um, immediately realized that something, he, he believed me. And also that very, that very day, he had finished his training to be an EMT. And wow. so He oh started God. kind of um, evaluating me, and, uh, you know, thankfully I passed. He was willing to be my doctor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, he uh, kind of started stabilizing me, so by the time that the ambulance got there, he was able to kind of, like, give them a heads up on what his, like, estimation of the situation was. Mm -hmm. So I was rushed to the ER Didn't have a phone Didn't have any way Of contacting anyone So Oh my god The scariest part of it For me was The prospect of leaving This life Without Mm -hmm. saying Anything Including goodbye Or I love you To anyone Especially my mom For some reason I mean I would I was gonna say For some reason But for obvious reasons (laughs) Who doesn't uh, love their mom (laughs) Right Just people who Don't love their moms. Uh, Yeah (laughs) Um, Those are the only yeah. ones. <laughs> my, my parents were actually across town in the neighborhood in which they live. Um, and they got a call from Vanderbilt Trauma Unit from like a social worker, I think. I thought like, they had just ordered dinner at a restaurant. So they had to rush and they were all... I think in some ways it was almost scarier for them because their fright was spread out over hours. For about seven hours, they didn't know if I would live.
3: Mm-hmm. So...
0: I mean, I will tell you the most euphoric, beautiful moment that I have experienced and that I may ever experience was the moment I woke up and it hit me in stages. I didn't remember at first that I had been shot, but it hit like within about 30 seconds. I was like, oh my God, I got shot and I lived. I Mm -hmm. I heard the beeps of the machines around me and I was like, I'm in in a hospital. Oh my God, I got shot and I lived. And then I immediately was like, please bring my family. I have to see them right now. And the moment when they came in was just the most beautiful moment. You know, like, man, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. anyway. So, that in a nutshell is what happened. Wow. That's incredible. It's all though. I made it all up. You? <laughs> <laughs> did you like it? I did that for you. That was really great. Thank you. I'm a very, very old school actress. <laughs>
1: You got me all worked up. How dare you. I love
0: Well, I tried to make it a comedy, but
2: you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
0: That's well, incredible.
1: <laughs> the opposite of comedy is tragedy. So there we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I remember hearing about that. Um, because we have a mutual friend, Jo Lynn, and yeah. um I remember her talking about that somehow. Like I just I think it just it was just like in passing, and I remember being like, what the fuck? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. So we're glad that you're alive. Me too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good Absolutely.
2: Did you channel any of that into your songwriting?
0: I have since. Uh-huh. Uh, I wrote, I mean, the record that's about to come out, every song was written before I got shot. And right. almost all of them were recorded before. There was one that we tagged on later. Mm-hmm. Adios, which is a half Spanish duet with me Nash. I
1: love um, that song.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, but I started writing a lot right after I got shot, like literally on the way to the hospital.
3: I'm
0: just okay. <laughs> no, Give
2: me a um, pen, like, please. On, I need a, a pen piece, and paper.
0: <laughs> Does anybody here know Miranda Lambert? <laughs> 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 you tell her that I'm probably dying when she needs yeah. to this song?
2: I got her next song. I'm going to dictate it to her. Yes. <laughs> hair.
0: Uh, no, I um, I mean, so with trauma, with acute trauma and if you've experienced it, forgive me for telling you something that you probably already know, but uh, a lot of times people before PTSD hits, in between the time of the incident of a trauma and the time that PTSD arrives um, oftentimes there's a huge like euphoric window I called it my honeymoon with myself or my honeymoon with life and it felt like that it was beautiful um, it was almost like a bit of a awakening for me um, I was just very I felt very free I felt very um, simple mm-hmm. um, and there was a lot of love that surrounded me because when something like that happens to you, People come out of the woodwork, whether you know them or not, to love on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote a lot during that time. I was able to kind of travel a lot, go see friends. So I think getting away kind of inspired me. But when trauma hit, I didn't write for probably a year and a half. I kept trying to, and it just nothing would happen. It made me mm-hmm. really sad. And then about two years after the shooting, maybe a little less, is when... Um, I turned a corner with, with PTSD symptoms and, um, I had been get, trying to get help for a while, but something finally clicked, thankfully. And around that same time, um, I started writing a lot. I moved into this apartment. It's like a, a building that's like more than a hundred years old. And it was just so inspiring to me. I could feel like a new, um, kind of sunlight in my life. So. I started writing a lot, so long sort of short, sure I've almost written another record. I don't know how I'm gonna record like what I'm gonna to do to record it yet. I haven't made those plans, but it's definitely on my radar.
2: That's, That's awesome. awesome. Um, how do you perform at all like regularly or how does that work for you with your with yeah. the whole album release? Yeah.
0: I do. It's something that I wanted get back into, um, I stepped away from performing when PTSD hit Mm
3: -hmm.
0: up until that point, I played a lot. I mean, when I was recording and in the years before that, I played almost every week. Um, I played a lot right after the shooting, um, actually, um, just decided, I mean, I had to take a break from it. Like the last thing I wanted to do was for people like, I just, you feel very exposed in those moments. And uh, mm-hmm. it's not a position I was ready to be in. Um, with all that I was with. So long story short, to answer your question, I'm so excited to play shows. Mm-hmm. If shows happen in the future after this pandemic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. right away, but, um, <laughs> yeah. What a strange time, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, my favorite thing is your Shagaya Twain
0: thing that you oh, do. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. What is that? We, I don't think we knew each other that well yet, Tracy. At that point. Like, no, I don't think so. We knew so. each other from a distance. Um, from a
3: distance.
0: God <laughs> is watching. <laughs> Thank you. That was lovely. You're um, welcome.
1: I'm a singer. I don't know if you knew this. I'm well, a you, you,
0: too. you did
1: know this. You wrote a song for me. I'm a
0: singer. Yes. I'm <laughs> <Shanae Church>. yes. <laughs> um, a <laughs> I actress. Yes. I, to answer your question, Mike, um, I love Shania Twain. And when I was making my record, there was this kind of inside joke about how much I loved Shania Twain with the guys that I was recording the record with. So, we made up this joke one day, like that we were, it was a total joke. We were not going <laughs> to do it, you know, kind of one of those harebrained ideas. So you're like,
3: what if we did this?
0: Yeah. So we were like, let's make an all male cover band of Shania hits called Shania. hmm So one night I was out with a bunch of friends that were kind of the part of that same little music family. And somehow someone brought it up. And um, some of the players that I, Play with a lot Like, They came up to me and they were like We think you should do this and we want to play For it so it Became a thing and we did it for my birthday in 2016 and um, I opened the set with like three of my songs I think and then I came back out in Shagaya.
3: Amazing
0: <laughs> I mean Your
1: Your uh, <laughs> Your contact in my phone is still that Photo of you in the leopard outfit
0: that's the car- the cartoon drawing, yeah.
1: <laughs> I need to make you a print of it then. You know? yeah. you got
0: I would love I would love a print Everybody of that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, um, It was so fun, and we got a bunch of my. I didn't sing all the songs. I was like, I think I did mm-hmm. a couple, and then all of my friends got up and sang, and I would do like duets with them for the. Um, from this moment on. Song. I love that like, song. Like, like, a wedding song, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: came out in a veil and I had like some Kroger roses.
2: <laughs> oh, that's beautiful.
0: Like, yeah. uh, sang it with my friend Matt Cozy. Old. It was so yeah. fun. I mean, it was just a blast. My friend Zach sang uh, "Who's Who's Bed everybody's Been Under," and he mm. had like a really short skirt on, but then he was just like Zach up top, like no. Gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing!
1: I love that. You need to do another one. And um, I would like oh. to be a part of it, please.
0: I, yes. When that, I won't say if, I will say when that happens.
1: Perfect. Yeah.
0: You will be invited and you will be on the stage. Awesome. <laughs> yes.
1: I can't wait. If you still want to, honey. Absolutely. Anything for you. Oh. Oh my Um, god! Have fun, Mike. Who would? What song would? What Shania song would you do if given the opportunity?
2: um, I would do that. Don't impress me much.
1: Ah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm gonna go with uh, if you're not in it for love. I'm out of here. If you're not, yes.
3: My gosh! (laughs)
1: Um. If you're not. Parentheses in it? No, it's if you're not in it for love. Parentheses, I'm out of here.
0: I'm out. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, love <it. laughs>
1: I love it. I love it.
2: Speaking of Shania, not at all. This is a totally different topic. What is it like for you, um, being a gay man in this Americana? Folk kind of genre is that? Does it does it feel different? Do you feel like there's a barrier there, or what's that like?
0: I think I used to really well. Excuse me. You're excused. (laughs) Do you need a (laughs) recola? I'm so embarrassed that I have a throat and I need to clear it from time. time. (laughs) I'm so human and among other humans right now. Um, (laughs) No, I. um, You know what I. I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. So that answers all the questions about what my background was like. My mm-hmm. like, I mean, I had a lot of, of layers to, to deal with. Um, and then, I mean, I went from that to, I mean, my journey was very, it was quite elaborate to come to a place of self-acceptance and then attempting to find a new center of gravity.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: In which I could just exist in the world. And around that time that I was figuring that out, which took me a long time, I'm so impressed when it doesn't take long for someone. For me, it took years. I felt like it didn't actually kind of start to come together for me until I got shot and I'm dead serious. About wow. that. No pun intended. Um, I mean, I, Jesus <laughs> Christ <laughs> right? Boom, boom. right I mean it happened to me so I can make those jokes so That's, that's you know, true you're, you're, you Well have
1: I have a fr- I have a friend that got shot So I'm allowed to make those <laughs> jokes yeah. Who is
3: it? <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: so
0: I'm so sure like, In all of those years um, Like my early adulthood I was scared Shitless of. Mm-hmm. Being gay in general, like I, I mean, I knew, like, I accepted it, but I was like, "How am I going to make it in this world?" You know, like I grew up in the South, and like, uh, um, music industry ten years ago, you would still hear things from people like, "We love your talent. We're going to find a way to help you navigate being gay, artist." Where people really don't have to talk about it. Maybe they won't even mm-hmm. know. Mm -hmm. seriously um so something clicked for me um around the time that I was recording nobody cries today where I think I was still feeling I don't think I was scared anymore but I was still still feeling the residue of fear
3: Mm -hmm. because
0: fear doesn't just create something in the moment it creates a way of life and a way of thinking that you've got to like really unravel um And that's a reason that I'm really thankful for the pause that was kind of mandated by the shooting, because in all of that time, I was able to do a lot of work on not only trauma, but a lot of my old um, flaky pain under the hood that I needed to like really deal with. Um, Mm -hmm. So all that to say, but the way I feel about it now is there's just no time for um, doubting yourself. I think yeah. that self-doubt is needs to just be accepted as something that comes with the human experience and you can't wait until you sort it out to move forward. You know, and I think uh, a lot of the best realizations that I've had about, I mean, being alive at all is, has always been strange to me. I remember being a kid and kind of looking in the mirror and being like, where the heck did I come from? This is weird. Like yeah. I feel like I've been somewhere before, but I can't tell you where. And like, what is this? Why am I covered in this flesh? You know, like, that was the kind of weird kid I was. So like then I, being a gay kid to that was just so like, it was trippy. Um, so I don't know, I, I just don't get nervous about that anymore. And I do like, uh, I mean, I've released some videos recently. I get on YouTube sometimes and people don't do it often, but sometimes they'll say a little something that, I'm like, okay, they don't like me. Great, um, but whatever. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> right what um, can you do There, You can't change their opinion And most of the time it's people you know That are writing mean things Because they think or people that Think they know you I don't know where I went with that
0: <laughs> Yeah I mean It's, uh, <laughs> it's me not- I write all the
1: bad things I'm
2: sorry What she's trying to say is she gives crazy. you all your negative comments
0: Oh I would love that If I found that you were trolling me <laughs> Wouldn't
1: that be fun? Wouldn't that be ridiculous
0: I, <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. Like, and the way you were telling me is you would like print one of them on my birthday cake one there.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, don't put anything past me because I will do it. Um, so you said that you're like working, out, you're thinking about starting a next one. Like what um, next record. So what kind of differences do you want that one to have from your first? Well, your first one's not out yet, right? When does that come out?
0: It comes out, <clears throat> it comes out June 5th.
1: June
0: 5th. June 5th, everybody. We're um, going to make
1: a gay space post about that. Oh, girl. So our listeners will pay attention.
0: What's so <laughs> <laughs> a post? Yeah. Can you guys hear me, Steele? Yes,
1: absolutely.
2: <laughs> We're going to put up a poster locally. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're going to tape them to uh, to con- light poles.
0: Oh, I love it. I what are they?
1: Electric poles?
0: Like telephone
1: poles, telephone poles That's They're
2: are 5G poles now Yeah <laughs> They're <laughs> dangerous
1: I, I swear to God I'm here and I'm present But I don't know, like, my brain's just not working today For some reason I'm not quite sure why <laughs> Anyway We're going to make an Instagram post About yeah. your album <laughs> Absolutely
2: <laughs> So with the, do you feel like you're ready to release the the album you've already recorded and move on, or are you still super excited about bringing what you had bring to the table and then to change? Like how how does that process go for you?
0: I'm um, really I like that question. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Wow. Mm, you're welcome. Uh, I, um, I hated all the other questions, but this is a good one.
2: Okay. Wow. <laughs> the interview starts now.
0: Wow. Can we just edit all that other? Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Here we go.
0: No, I, um you know what? When I was, so when I kind of was ready to think about releasing this record, it had been like tabled for about a year. And I was so nervous that I wouldn't connect with these songs in the same way and I'll be real it took me a minute to get back in that headspace mm-hmm. thankfully mm-hmm. um I was able to mind the past and I started just playing them like I would sit in my apartment um in the hallway in front of my I have a big mirror at the end of my hallway
1: you have a drag queen uh, hallway don't I have a drag ask. queen hallway hood.
0: <laughs> and uh I would just sit in there and I would, play, I would make myself play the whole album cover to cover because I get really distracted. And when I'm alone, like I'm lucky to finish a whole song because I know I don't have to, mm. but I would, um, I would play the whole thing through like 45 minutes at a time. And I, I kind of connected with those songs again. Also, I had not recorded any of the video content, like any music videos, and I had always wanted to. So I was able to work with some dear friends of mine, um, Jason, uh, Jason Lee Denton and Allie Shields Denton here in Nashville. And so getting to tell the story visually of the songs helped me kind of honor the past or bring it into the present. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I feel very connected with these songs and I'm very excited to share them because they feel at once like a, a monument of the past for me, but also a, something I really still treasure. Mm-hmm. But also to answer your question, I am so ready to like, Release a record that I just recorded. So whatever happens next, I want to put it out quickly and be like, hey guys, this is what life is like right now for me. Yeah. This is what That's I want awesome. to see right now. You know. So
3: yeah.
1: That's awesome. I'm excited about it. Oh. I may have heard it already.
2: Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. insider alert. <laughs> Do you have my Dropbox
1: again? I my- have you I've in your Dropbox all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, but I'll it. buy
1: it. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of those people. Um, cool. Well, Mike, I think we can, I think, I think I'm good on it. interview questions.
2: Yeah. Um, so we sit here and we ask you a ton of questions. Do you have any questions for us? Well,
0: when did your record come out? <laughs>
2: uh, well, <laughs> we have uh, to record one first.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> but our bank records are always out. Yeah public and our and our arrest records those are you can find
2: you can find new
0: recordings from us every wednesday (laughs) i have a question for you tracy have you missed doing drag in all of this um
1: well i've been doing a couple things in drag so um yeah i miss it i'm glad i got a break from it but i definitely miss uh Interacting with people and being in yeah, drag. yeah. Being on the, being on a stage, having a microphone is yeah. something I love. So yeah, I definitely miss it. Um, this Saturday. Well, this will be out after it happens, but I'm doing a drag show this weekend. So I'm doing two actually. So I'm very excited about all of that. It's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Tracy really just misses berating um, straight white <laughs> women from the stage. <laughs>
1: That's very true. <laughs> what do you do to my bar?
0: That's a, a huge part of the, the whole spiel, right? You know, yeah, oh,
1: yeah. Be- being a bully, it's my favorite part.
0: <laughs> you know, people wouldn't know you, you were so sweet, Tracy. Ah. When we became friends, I was like, shit, so oh
1: nice. <laughs> That's nice to hear because most people are like, you're such a dick. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> you no, know, I see underneath all that. <laughs>
1: How long have you guys been doing this
2: podcast? 16,000 years. We, so we started one last year that went for a couple months, and then we lost everything thanks to a computer error. Mm-hmm. And then we started this again at the beginning of February this year. Um, so, But this one feels good. It's really expanding, and we've got some really exciting things coming out, some partnerships with people. Uh, we recently mm-hmm. partnered with Hot Mess. And so we've got some other things like that coming up. So yep. we're excited.
1: We did an amazing interview and like it's so good. This will be out after, right? Yeah. So we could probably talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we could talk about it. Did you watch did you watch Tiger King on Netflix? Sadly, yes, I did. Yes. yes, okay. Well, Saf, the guy that lost his arm,
0: uh-huh.
1: is my new best friend. So just want so, you to know that. And I love
0: it. Tell
2: me. <laughs> We interviewed him last week, and it was so fun.
1: It was it was, it great was the
0: best. It was just so disturbing.
1: Oh, and yeah. that's that's what he said too, which is
0: really oh I mean, yeah, so well done. And but like I think just between that and like knowing that the whole world was coming down with the pandemic, I was like, <laughs> <too much. laughs> I'm gonna make more steam.
2: <laughs> <laughs> More soup.
1: More soup. A bathtub full of soup. Yes.
2: Oh um, well, let's take a quick break and then we'll come okay. back with our Q&A. So boom, we'll be right boom.
3: Back. And we Are black.
2: <laughs> Does that bother you as much as it bothers me, Matt?
0: <laughs> well, I'm new here, so not yet.
2: Okay. Well.
1: We're, we're like 17 episodes in, and yes, no, the, it, it, <laughs> it happens every time.
2: I'm going to start polling the listeners. Do you guys no.
1: want Tracy to stop it? <laughs> I hope all of them are like, apps a fucking
0: lootly. Make her stop. We should have a segment called Stop It, Tracy. <gasps> we,
1: should. We, do, we do have that segment. It's after the show is over, and Mike texts me. <laughs>
2: More of a private, like here is what you have done wrong this evening. It's
1: a VIP after show.
2: Yeah, it's the after after show.
1: After um, the after show, after the party, we go to the hotel lobby, and then after, after the, the, lobby. Show,
0: the lobby, <laughs> well, you have to edit that out so you don't have to pay for that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: it wasn't long. It wasn't long enough. We'll be fine. All right.
2: <laughs> All right. Are and you ready? Back!
1: We've already done that. Stop to, I didn't want you thank you. <laughs> I didn't want you to cut it out.
2: <laughs> All right. Are you ready for Q and gay? With, with I am Mike with and Trey.
1: Mike and Trey.
2: <laughs> I hate it.
1: I hate every fucking Stop it learned <laughs>
2: <it>. <laughs> You've learned it. You've learned the words. That's it. All right. Take it away, say.
1: Awesome. All right. So these questions are silly and you can answer them as seriously as you want. Um, but keep in mind, they're stupid questions. <laughs> if you could be any animal, what would you be? A bird. A bird? Any
0: particular any bird? kind of
2: bird? Yeah.
0: Hmm. I really don't care. I just want to
1: fly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we could do that now, but it's like it, a little bird that gets
0: eaten by other birds. <laughs> I don't want that happening either. So.
1: <laughs> I would like to be a big old pigeon,
0: a pigeon, mm-hmm. a
1: beach pigeon. Well, listen to this. My hair is gray. I'm really annoying. And I like to eat popcorn off the ground. So, I mean, what's,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's really different than normal.
0: Um,
2: Mike, what animal would you be? Um, I'd be an otter. This is my favorite. Aww. And they keep a rock under their, <laughs> their... They have a little pouch. Matt, did you know this?
0: They have a rock pouch?
2: Yeah. yeah. They, they keep, keep a favorite, a favorite rock. rock for their whole life.
0: We're and ready they keep for
2: a, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: I feel like that's the first time rock and Bonnaroo have been used in the same sentence, and we're not talking about drugs. I wasn't like talking about drugs. Time. I was
0: just thinking of all the people with fanny packs at Bonnaroo, like they, you know what I mean. They at a festival, you need a little, mm-hmm. you need a little powder pouch, honey.
1: And then what's in that fanny pack?
0: But you shouldn't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you.
1: <laughs> what's a song you wish you would have written?
0: Oh, hands down, I can't. make you love me. Ah, what a great song! Like melodically. It's so beautiful. It makes you hurt. I think I was like 12 years old or something the first time I heard it, and I hurt. Like, I didn't even know what it was really about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Also, it was a huge hit, and I would just love all all that. (laughs) (laughs) I want a guitar-shaped swimming pool, darling.
1: (laughs) You can swim in one right here in Nashville. (laughs) You can. It's at a hotel.
0: That's what, what song would y'all have written? I want to know what you would have
1: written. Hmm. The f- theme from Friends?
0: Yes. And what? That's a great song, and why? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. That song was huge, and it's still getting played all the fucking time. Every time someone watches an episode of Friends, it's cash. It's
2: so true. It's true. Um, anyway. I'd have to go with I Will Always Love You, because... It's timeless. And those royalties, mwah, we could live off of that. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's a great quote that I'm probably gonna get wrong. But Dolly was being interviewed after after Whitney recorded that song.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And they said something to the effect of, you know, were you did you have any complicated feelings? They were basically asking her that. And you know, you know, seeing someone else make such a huge hit. Mm-hmm. She was like, well, I laughed. Or no no no. I cried and I cried all the way to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> and that's on like your direct quote. So, like, you might have to do your research and like clean
1: that up. It's okay. Welcome to Gay Space. We don't do any research
0: here. <laughs> no research, no fact checking. No, nope, we just pray on that. it. Sorry, darling.
1: Hey, you know what? It's better to ask for forgiveness than yeah. to ask for permission. permission is-
2: if she wants to call us and correct us, please do. If Come on,
1: Dolly, Dolly Parton, please, if you're ever listening to this, if you would like to give Tracy Otomy and Mike Gill and Matt Lovell on Gay Space a call, yeah. my phone number is 615. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
2: Jeez. Hey, you know what? A
1: friend of mine was sitting in traffic in Green Hills and saw Reba. And Instagrammed it And he got an autographed photo So Maybe if we put it out there Dolly Parton will
0: give me a phone call What is it that you find him?
1: I have no idea I guess someone on her team found it She has one
0: of her drillings following him
1: though Those little That lipstick that she sells Those are cameras So there's
0: that Oh (laughs) Oh my god You almost made me spell out my LaCroix
1: Oh, yeah, lacroix.
0: Like, call it La La Croix.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What flavor lacroix are you drinking?
0: Pamplemousse.
2: Pample Pamplemousse
0: Mousse.
2: Pample is it's grapefruit.
0: Would it be pamplemousse? But they also have a grapefruit lacroix. Wow.
2: Oh, it's a French grapefruit, mama.
0: This. Uh. Is
1: this feels just like Paris. Mm. And when I'm in Paris, I say, ooh-la-la, la, Chocolate, blue cheese, buffalo dip, this is going to be fantastic. Are you talking about Paris, Tennessee? Paris, <laughs> <darling>. <laughs> <like> My, Paris. <laughs> I really, I think the title of the episode should be, it's a French grapefruit mama. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Done. Oh that's French,
1: <laughs> Those
0: are French moose to
1: house down.
0: <laughs> pample like Oh my God. Like, that's a word my dad made up when I was a kid.
1: Now, if you have more than one, is it
0: pample-mice?
1: pample meese? <laughs> pample. I don't know. Pample out <laughs> Pample mouse? God, there's so many. Um, okay, here we go. Next question. What is a toy that you wanted as a kid that you never got? Hmm.
0: I wasn't a big toy kid. I was like a Legos kid. That was enough for me. That's Legos a toy. Love, I love Legos. But I had them. I always
1: got Legos. Um, oh, you're one of those kids.
0: Yeah.